Welcome to the AFR podcast. It's Monday, the 4th of April, 2022. Where would you take the loss? Steve, round three is done, and I don't know about you, but my attention's already turning to the mid-season draft. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. You know, two more weeks till the next round of AFR Cup. Come on. Yeah, yeah. The Chargers had the first win this week. I'm sorry, Naomi. It was a very close game too, but uh, yeah. 0-3 is not a real good time to start, uh, way to start the season. You're not going to have undefeated teams in the AFR Cup. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not sure who should be feeling worse than me or Naomi. That she can't beat a a, 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 a team that's on three. But yeah, it was a bit of a spoiler alert there, obviously. But yeah, it's 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 a long season for someone who runs this thing every single freaking year. It becomes quite annoying. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's been 20 years since I've won the. Fl- oh, no, I came close a couple of times if it wasn't for freaking Mumford. Anyway, I won't go down that path again. We've already we've already had a look at that year in review. All right, buddy, let's get straight into it. Um, I know you're busy, but thank goodness daylight saving has ended, so we're actually on a reasonable um, time timeline this time. All right, let's start with the Super League first, mate, just for something different. Dave has done his commissioner points, which is cool. Thank you very much again, Dave, for doing that. Alrighty, first game was the Brawlers up against the Adams. This was a low-scoring close game, to be completely honest. It was 136 for the Brawlers to 125.5 for the Adams. Um, For the Brawlers, the major standout was Taranto, obviously, in the midfield getting 21 kicks. Also, Lockie Waller getting 10.5. Jared Witts, outstanding, getting 15.5. For the mighty Adams, Max King was easily his best, getting 34 um, at key forward, um, Bailey Frisk getting 14 at forward two was obviously an honourable mention. In terms of the commissioner votes, Max King got three, Taranto two, and Shannon Hearn got one. Who got 20 kicks in the mid? Yeah, it's um, it's a pretty brutal win. I mean, the Adams, it's kind of funny to me because like, obviously we're going to see in a second that the other grand finalist from last year isn't doing too well either, but. The Adams, uh, but for their half a point win over the other grand finalist in round one, would also be 0 and 3. Uh, and it's and the, the other weird thing for me about the Adams is Max King has been amazing the last two weeks and it's done nothing for him, which is it's <laughs> not a normal story here. It's normally like, man, if your key forward goes off, you're good. But uh, the Adams have been, uh, obviously, Darcy has been struggling for fitness. Ruck, it's been hurting. And then suddenly this week, Bradley Hill and Josh Kelly decided to just, well, apart from Took Miller as well, it's like the entire midfield's decided to take the week off. Like, I mean, seriously, normally the points that Miller, Hill and Kelly got this week is about what Took Miller himself had sent us. So I don't know why, yeah. what, what happened there. Because, like, seriously, even if one of them... Took, got... Took was double-teamed. Not just tagged, he was double-teamed. <laughs> double-teamed. Well, yep. that's it's obviously things went wrong for the Adams because yeah, that I mean, like if, if any of those three had got near their average, he probably would have been able to sneak a win here. But the Brawlers uh, got away with one. Um, obviously, they had some down performers too. But you know, the Brawlers 
they're on a mission this year. This is this is going to be their year. So, um, you know, just things like this seem to work for you when it's going to be your year, right, Bill? Yep. He isn't quite calling for the end of the season this week. I'm sure he's going to be pretty close to calling like, it. But waiting for when he loses his first game and decides he's doing a rebuild. That's those are the good old days. Yeah. No, it won't take long. It won't take long. Um, next game was the Major Warriors versus the Ashy Convicts. Talk about a close game here. Um, Convicts got up by one point, um, 144 to the Major Warriors, 143. Josh Dunkley, it was outstanding, getting 18 at uh, at Rover for the, for the Convicts. Um, Sicily getting 16 and a half, and Jordan Ridley getting 12 was also pretty darned good for the Major Warriors. Clayton Oliver got 18. Um, Liberatore got 14 at Tagger, and Bailey Dale getting 16 at Keyback was also pretty good. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, three to Dunkley, two to Oliver, one for Smith. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the, hey, at least the major war is showing some signs of life uh, this week after looking pretty awful the last two. You know, 143 is actually too bad. Uh, and the convicts were just able to sneak this one, which is lovely for them because it seems like they're forever having you know, seasons where they just win one, lose one, win one, lose one, and then have a bad patch and don't make fun. But uh, for whatever reason, it's, I mean, their back line is obviously stunning at the moment. And, man, if, if Mitch Lewis can recapture some of that form from last week, obviously it wasn't his week this week, but yep. um, and even Harry McKay was down to be honest like this i mean that's the sad thing they, they, they basically squeaked out a win here against the, pre, the defending premiers and uh and i i dare i say i think the convicts had a pretty down week um mm. i think they'll actually that forward line will do a lot better than that more often than not and uh yeah i i think the convicts are looking a good thing the warriors on the other hand um yeah well i mean i called it pretty early here oh and three now um it's gonna need some sort of dramatic change for them to be able to get anywhere near where they would want to be. Yeah, I don't even think a first-round pick is going to really like come home with a wet sail. Well, we'll see. I guess we'll see after the mid-season draft, but it's, um, it'd have to be one hell of a pick. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a bit late by then, I think. Yeah. All right, next game was the Thylacines up against the um, Macavanian Marvels. Marvels had a big win here, 185 to the Thylacines, 122. Really good scores here um, and consistent scores here for the Marvels. The only person that was sort of down was Brody Smith. But other than that, Greenwood getting 20 at Taggart, Jordan Dawson 20 at midfield, Jake Lloyd 21 at midfield, and Zach Bailey getting 27 at key forward was outstanding. Um, for the Thylacines... Patrick Cripps, 20 at Rover, and Zach Williams, 10 and a half at back, the two people to really call out there. Yeah, this is a bit of a, I mean, this is kind of what the Thylacines were expecting last week and probably shocked the pants off them when they actually turned up and beat Little Bro. Um, but, uh, yeah, obviously, um, again, I, like almost apart from Cripps and Zach Williams, who Zach was a nice caller and he's starting to look the goods, um, everybody else is down here for, for the Thylacines. Um, they'll, they'll be definitely looking forward to uh, Dixon coming back whenever, if, if he ever does. Um, but uh, I think, you know, Darcy Moore will have better weeks, and so will Drew. And, but, um, yeah, I, I don't think they've really got too high hopes. Whereas the Marvels, I mean, that, that's an interesting forward line, isn't it? Bailey and Bolton. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Wow, some pretty damn good scores there, and uh, it's an excellent overall score. The Marvels were not happy after losing to the Suns this week, so um, it, uh, it does not surprise me that those Marvels bit back and bit hard. Yep, yep. Uh, does anyone in the original league have those two players, Bailey and Bolton? I know nobody has Bolton. It wouldn't mm. surprise me if had Bailey either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if I'd be... I, I mean, as good as they were this week, I'm not sure I'd be wanting to rely on them week in, week out. But No. We'll see. That, uh, if anyone's going to prove us wrong, it'll be Dave. Yeah, that's very true. Um, the next game, Nexus versus the Phantoms. So I'm sorry for the Phantoms, but your tale of woe continues. Um, Nexus, 168 to the Phantoms, 127. Um, Nexus... The forward line was simply outstanding. The rest of the team was, yeah, it wasn't too bad, but certainly nothing like Hawkins and, and Cameron. Hawkins, 24. Jeremy Cameron, 37 at forward. Um, Lucky Neal, 27. And Matt Crouch was okay, getting um, uh, 20 at Rover. So Lucky Neal was 20, 27 at centre. For the Farmtons, McGovern was outstanding, getting 23 at key back. And really, that's about it for... Him. Lysette did okay as well, getting 14 and a half. In terms of the commissioner votes, it was two for Jeremy, sorry, three for Jeremy Cameron, one, um, two for Jeremy McGovern, too many Jeremys there. So McCameron, three, McGovern, two, Matt Crouch, one. Nothing for Hawk. No. Uh, Fair call, I suppose. 20, 20 Rover. 20 at Rover and 23 at Keyback are pretty damn good, so fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Pumptons are. They've, they've got, I mean, when you're playing Luke Parker and Pendlebury, it's, it's just looking too old. McGovern's pretty old too, but at least that one worked. Yeah. Uh, just not happening for the Farmtons. And I, you know, I, I guess we didn't really expect it to, although, yeah, Nexus, they kind of got away with one here in the sense of, like, as you were pointing out, there's an awful lot of points from their forward line. Um, but the Farmtons really were nowhere near. So, so Nexus probably, I mean, they're not going to be expecting to get those kind of points out of their forward line every week. Nope. Uh, but they, they certainly don't... Nexus do not look, look like the world beaters that like Natas do in the other league. But, I mean, they're, they're looking like they'll make finals, but, but that's about it, I think, at this point. All right, next one. Sons of God up against the Coat Hangers. Another close game. Sons of God got up here. Um, 154.5 to the Coat Hangers, 152. Very, very good score here from both teams. Coat Hangers would have beaten a few teams that were um, this week. Uh, Sons of God, Charlie Kerno getting 25. I'm sure he's liking him being back in that lineup, although I think he went off injured, so it'll be interesting to see if he plays next week. Um, Ollie Wines, not too bad, getting 30. Doherty getting 23 at mid, but of course Tom Stewart was the outstanding one with like 14 rebounds, I think it was, getting 26 at key back. Um, for the coat hangers, Joe Danaher getting 28 at key forward. Um, Zorko getting 22 at midfield, but it's really his back line that just sort of, sort of dropped off a little bit. Nick Hind, of course, getting 18 was also pretty good. Um, for the commissioner points, it was three for Stewart, two for Danaher, and one for Doherty. Yep. Uh, fantastic win by the Sons of God here. Um, they are actually, like, looking pretty darn good. I mean, the fact they're able to do this, a player down, you know, they, they got away with it, but, yep. um, you know, I, it was pretty impressive. But at the same time, though, You'd have to say the coat hangers have definitely looked like the most impressive team that is, you know, one and two or worse at this point. The Thylacines and the Adams 
have not looked that impressive, and the, and the, and the Phantoms almost have looked, um, you know, maybe better than, even though they haven't won a game, they've looked better than those two. Um, but, but the code hangers, they're the ones who are on the outside, and they're the ones going so close this week, but knocking on the door. They, they, they knocked yep. off the Marvels last week, so they're, they're thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Yep, they certainly are. All right, let's have a look at the ladder. Um, Brawlers are on top, 3-0. and oh. Back of 22. Ashy Convicts are 3 and 0, back of 38. Marvels are the highest scoring team. Um, they are in third with 2 and 1, followed by Nexus 2 and 1, Sons of God 2 and 1. And then it's the Code Hangers in sixth on 1 and 2, as well as the, the, uh, yeah, as well as the Thylacines in seventh on 1 and 2. Adams are also on 1 and 2 in eighth. Then we have the Phantoms and the Warriors, both on 0 and 3. Yep, uh, that's that ladder looks pretty good to me. That's, I mean, I think I think the Phantoms could come up. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think the Marvels might uh, might be, might push the convicts eventually, but uh, but I think the that seems to be a good representation of the top five. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to go with that. I think it looks looks about right. Like you know, sometimes ladders don't match. I think the reality of what the how good the teams are, but in this case, the way it's going in the Super League, it's looking yep. pretty Yep. Yeah, I think you're pretty much on the money there too. Excuse me, I'm gonna sneeze. And then I couldn't find the mute button to take myself off mute. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear that, did you? No, it was very uh, very professional. <laughs> Perfect. I might have to edit some of the pause out. I won't completely remove it, but I'll remove some of that pause. All right, let's jump across and have a listen or have a look at the original, not not have a listen at me sneeze, have a look at the original league. Of course, if I haven't done the commissioner votes yet. All right, first game is the Chargers versus the Heroes. The Heroes got up here 173.5 to the Chargers 145.5. For the, um, the Heroes, Dawson was pretty damn good getting 20 at midfield. Alex Witherden getting 18.5 at key back was also good, but Charlie Kernow and Tim Membry were outstanding, getting 25 and 19 respectively. Um, for the Chargers, Jared Lyons getting 24 at midfield was probably the key for the um, for the Chargers, but Hogan and Kennedy also getting 21 and 13 respectively. Um, Braden Proust comes straight into that lineup, getting 17. Um, it's good to have him in the lineup now, but my back line is just letting me down no matter who I play. That's a bit rough, eh? Like, uh, like it's, well, it's great to see Hogan there, even Kennedy chipping in. McGrath didn't quite come through to you, which is a bit... You know, you know who had a good game? You're probably going to hate me mentioning it. Dylan Shiel. Yeah, Dylan Shiel. I, I did see that. <laughs> I did see that. You know, no, no, I delisted him at the end of last year, but I might end up picking him up again just so he's a one-club one player. You know the thing that I find funny this year? Huh? My midfield is actually doing well. Mm, yeah, it's like you solved that problem. Yeah, but traditionally everything else has gone well for me. The midfield I could never find, but now, anyway. That's what that, it is, I suppose. Yeah, uh, does feel like, um, like, Tagger, Tagger has been a tough one this year, I think, so far. For you know, unless you've got one of the blue chips, and even mm-hmm. them are always delivering. And then 
Yeah, and it's and then there's a, it's similar with the back line. There's there's some really good ones, and then there's a big drop off, and then everybody else is kind of yeah. So yeah, it's it's but uh, yeah, no, it's always even even more impressive. Hind and Lions, not really backmen. No, no, they're not. Back in the stand there, buddy. Yeah. It's on, uh, it's on, yes, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm bucking the trend and also uh, digging my heels in. I will not play a backman in the mid. Um, Commissioner votes, I don't know about this, what you think, but I'm going to, I'm going to call it out anyway. I've given three to Lions, two to Witherden, and one to Membry. Oh, Membry, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. There's a really, there's a lot of good, I thought you might have given Bruce a bit of a look, but, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Memory nineteen. I guess that's three goals. I guess it's pretty good. It's um, it's but it's it's interesting. It's a very even set of performances, to be honest. Like yeah. Obviously, the heroes were very good across the board, but none of them were. You know, Witherden was probably the better one, but uh, you know, like I said, so it's tough. It's a tough, tough three votes there. I'll, yeah. I'm happy. I can't. I can't debate it too much with you, man. Go okay. for it. Cool. I like it. Uh, the next game was the Dozers versus the Wildcards. We have the Wildcards getting up a 146 to the Dozers at 120.5. Um, Dunkley, as we've talked about already, was outstanding, getting 22 at Tagger. Um, Sicily getting 16.5. Um, Bailey Dale getting 20. Oh, sorry, uh, Sicily was at Keyback. Um, Bailey Dale getting 20 at, at midfield for the wild cards. For the Dozers, the outstanding player probably for the Dozers would probably be Scott Lysett getting 14 and a half. Jake Stringer was also quite serviceable getting 15 at key forward. But realistically, the Dozers are just completely outplayed by the wild cards. Yeah, I mean, the Dozers, I mean, yes, they did win a game. They beat the Scorpions, who everyone should beat. But um, no, they're, they're not really up. They're not on the wild. And the wild, the wild cards aren't even. I mean, just even putting wild cards in Blue Flames Natas territory at the moment is is a bit funny. I mean, the wild cards they're doing what they have to do. They're getting they're, they're a good team. They're getting the wins, but um, it seems like there's a bit of a gulf between them and the top two still. Even though they've done superbly to get to three and zero at this point, but yeah, they're not really. They're probably not beating anybody. That's nothing impressive so far. Um, in terms of commissioner votes, I gave three to Dunkley, two to Sicily, and one to Bailey Dale. Gorgeous. All right, next one. Blue Flames up against the Bucks. What can we say about this this team or this game, Steve? It was record breaking. Yeah, um, uh, the highest score ever, Cable. The highest score ever. Yep. Um, <laughs> 210 for the Blue Flames to the Mighty Bucks, 168, which is not a bad score. Um, <laughs> for the Blue Flames, look, I don't know how you do the, the commissioner votes on this game because it's just <laughs> going to be ridiculous. But Jeremy Cameron, I almost feel like changing it to 333. Jeremy Cameron got 46 at key forward. Um, you've then got... Um, Doherty getting 23 at midfield. You've also got Greenwood getting 20 at tag. You've got McGovern getting 23 at key back. Um, for the Mighty Bucks, uh, you've got Max King getting 34 at key forward. You've got Taranto getting 21 at midfield. And you've also got Luke Ryan getting 15.5 at, um, at key back as well. 
there are some this this wasn't a bad game by anyone but the only person that was really down for the blue flames and you could argue that they could have got a big, bigger score was tom lynch tom day lynch only got the eight points yeah a bit of a letdown tommy but i mean he he does his job most weeks i think uh the blue flames to worry about like i think they played tristan zero they could have had they could have played nat nui surely got another five points <laughs> <laughs> so hey i'm gonna I'm, that's one for the judge to uh, evaluate, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it was the safe call, given what's going on in the West and whether it's yep. kind of scary when they were the last game, both Rio and uh, the Eagles and uh, all the COVID going around. You're like, huh, do I want to play a Western Australian player this week, given it's going mm. to... Any random one could drop health and safety protocols at any moment, but... Um, I don't know whether that was the thinking behind the Blue Flames playing Zeri, but um, yeah, no, it's um, it's hard because it's also the last game of the round, and you've got you've got no hope. Yeah, they, they, there was no recourse, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, similar to the to Dave, to be honest, I gave three to to Cameron, two to McGovern, and one to King. Yeah, rough, isn't it? Like, I yeah, McGovern and King, you could you could swap them around, but but I can I can see. 23 a key back this year is pretty darn good. Yeah, unless your name's Tom Stewart. Yeah, oh, boy. poor uh, Greenwood missing out with 20 at Tagger. Well, actually, there's a few pores missing out there. To be honest. Um. All right. Next game was the Titans versus the Natas Adulterers. Natas got up here 177 to continue their run against the Titans 132 for Natas. Tom Hawkins getting 24. Was pretty good. Jake Lloyd getting 21 at mid. Matt Crouch getting 20 at Rover. Brad Crouch getting 18 at Tagger. But the the obviously standout was Tom Stewart there getting 26 at Keyback. For the Titans, O'Brien getting 22.5 at Ruck was fantastic. Joe Danaher getting 28 um, for the um, at key forward. But of course he had Shuey in at Tagger who didn't end up playing. Yep, that's probably again. As we discussed, it was probably a bad week for the Titans. Had a couple of couple of players missing. Um, or sorry, for the from McAllister having a couple couple of players missing on each team. The, the Titans, hey, they, you know, all things considered, they did okay. Um, but like, yeah, Natasha's just too good at the moment. Uh, so, Tom Mitchell. Tom Mitchell's not getting his normal touches that we would anticipate. No, he's definitely a bit down. I don't know if that's something to do with the Sam Mitchell system, but um, yeah, he's not. It's not quite um, not quite feasting the way he used to. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, the the Titans. Man, I guess it'll be interesting to see what happens with Stengel. Like he had such a good round one, and then the last two weeks mm. delivered. So it'll be interesting to see how how long the Titans persist with playing him at forward. But but uh, uh, there's no reason why the Titans can't be like a finals team, to be honest. They just, no. you know, at this stage, Natas is, um, you know, having to play, play Natas is a bit, a bit tough. Yep. Now, to be honest, I was nearly going to swap these two, two and threes around, but I ended up giving three to Tom Stewart, one to O'Brien, oh, sorry, three to Stewart, two to O'Brien, and one to Danaher. But I was really tempted to give the, the three to O'Brien just for the 22 and a, and a half at Ruck is quite phenomenal. Yeah, is it? I think because it's um, what's his name got injured, didn't he, or whatever. Um, yeah, so that's what that's what sort of led to Riley O'Brien's 
day out, but um, it's tricky because like those are probably those are probably the top two, the top ruck and the top keyback score we've seen this year so far. So yeah, uh, yeah. So they're definitely the three and the two. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Alrighty, the final game was the Dingoes up against the Scorpions. Slow scoring affair here, Steve, for your team. It was the Scorpions that got up at 136.5 to the Dingoes at 115.5. Um, for the Scorpions, look, I was saying this just before we press record. When you look at all their individual scores, they don't look too bad. But when you look at it as a collective, you're like, okay, they're beatable. Um, Zorko was outstanding, getting 22 at midfield. Um, Blake Hardwick getting um, 10 and a half at back was also outstanding, but Franklin and Charlie Cameron were also very serviceable, getting 20 and 18 respectively. For the Dingoes, um, Dugowie, obviously you're not going to be able to play him next week, Steve, which could be a bit of a downer for you. Petrarca was down, um, Zebra was down, um, but it was Smith, Moore and Howe, which sort of brought that score back down to um, a really quite low score for you to be even considered trying to beat somebody really, wasn't it? It was pretty shocking. I've been pretty down on the Scorpions, and the Scorpions did their place slightly better than they have been. Yeah. Much, because they were pretty low bar from the first two weeks. Um, but then, I don't know, like, it just seemed like every single player I, I had this week just was no good. Like, even my more reliable ones, like Grundy, um... Yeah, even he was had a down week, which against playing against Geelong is like that's is that anyway. Um, who was he up against Blitzards and somebody? I I I, I guess it outs because that's all I can put that down because certainly wasn't competition that was. So I don't know. Like the really sad thing for the Dingoes this week that I think I said before, mate. Like I don't think I got this lineup wrong. Mm-hmm. My lineup. This is as good as it gets, and. Uh, and now I've lost a goey as well. So um, so I just really hope that uh, we have some bounce-back games next week because otherwise uh, it's going to be... Well, uh, it's weird. So I just score 183, like well, whatever it was last week, and top score for the round. And then hmm. uh, in 15 and feel like I can't really... Like, that's that's some pretty... I think that's the way the dingoes are going to roll this year. We're going to be pretty inconsistent. <laughs> that's all I can say. <laughs> The Scorpions, uh, we haven't seen anything from the Scorpions to make, like, even though they won this week, I don't think it was really about the Scorpions doing all that well. I think it was more about the Dingoes just being terrible. So I'm, I'm yet to believe that the Scorpions have a ceiling that's anything to write home about. But um, Pure coincidence that Cam gave you that write-up last week and then you go and do this? Yeah, well, I think so far whoever Cam's done the write-up about has lost the subsequent week. So I'm... Um, <laughs> Call it the Jug X. Uh, uh, he should have been writing about me then. I think he was saying he was going to write about the Super League this week because, like, he okay. wants to make them, you know. Yep. The, the, I did see that comment. Yeah. Even though we know that they're not that important, we they want to we want to pretend like they are. So. <laughs> That's because Cam's got a team in there. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, I gave three to Dane Zorko in this game, two to Cameron, and one to Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's anyone on my team who deserves anything. No, no, I did try. <laughs> um, in turn, all right. Let's have a look at the ladder, if we must. Um, we've got the Blue Flame sitting on top, three and O, along with Natas and the Wild Cards. They're all on three and O, but the Wild Cards back score is quite a bit back. Um, so they want to keep winning, or they're going to fall. 
Um, the heroes are two and one in fourth. The dingoes are one and two in fifth, along with the titans in sixth, dozers in seventh, and the scorpions in eighth, all on one and two. Then we have the mighty bucks on 0 and 3. And then we have the charges on 0 and 3 in 10th as well. Yeah, well, it still makes me scratch my head a little bit that the dingoes are somehow in fifth at the moment. Um, although, man, you know, sliding doors. If I'd beaten the Titans in round one, I'd be two and one, and uh, I'd probably be thinking pretty. You know, I'd be thinking all the good things. But let's be let's be real. The mighty Bucks are going to not play an awesome team one of these days. Um, yeah, they've had to play what? They've got Natas Heroes. No, they didn't play the, I forget who they played the second week. Was it? Who do they who do they play the second week and lose to? Because I know they played oh. the first week in Blue Flames this week. I'm about to check. Was it the Wild Cards? Uh, so the Bucks played Natas, then they played the Dingoes, oh, and then they... they played the Blue Flames. Oh, God, I should remember that. <laughs> you you put up 183 to their 175. So, hang on. So, what are the three scores they've faced so far, then? They've so, they Mighty in. Bucks Mighty Bucks lost. Uh, one, they put up 153, lost to Natas, 173. Round two, Bucks put up 175.5, lost to the Dingoes, 183. Um, this round they put up a 186 and lost to 210. So when you look, when you scroll over to the top score column, just yep. think about the fact that those three top scores have all occurred against the Bucks. The Bucks, yep. The, the Blue Flame, like round one, Natas top score playing the Bucks. Round two, Dingo's top score playing the Bucks. And then round three, Blue Flame's top score playing the Bucks. So, um, yeah, this is a very different situation to the Major Warriors. You know, we were talking about the Major Warriors being a Premier who is 0-3, and, and I'm like, they're just not very good. Whereas, mm. like, literally the lowest scoring team, whereas the Bucks here in the original league, grand finalist, obviously didn't quite get up last year, but 0-3, um, but monumentally um, unfortunate to be like, you know, in almost any other parallel universe, they would at least have one win by now. If not, they could easily... Yeah. <laughs> easily like they they have outscored the wild cards by like over 60 points so far and yet the wild cards are three and oh and they're on three well power ladder shows that of the 27 games that that we would have played they would have lost only seven of them yeah <laughs> and three of them <laughs> who they've actually played against that's is insane isn't it Hey, you know, the other thing that the Power Lower shows is that the Chargers are a better team than the Titans, Dozers, or Scorpions, Mr. Mr. Bottom of the Ladder. And equal with you. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the Titans... So they're not that good. No. <laughs> but I know the difference. <laughs> Never said that they were. But... No, I'm saying the Chargers, they're really not that good. No, no. <laughs> I think you've cracked 142 weeks out of three. I can't say that. Yeah. Yeah. But, Anyway, all right, we had some cup comps, obviously, on the weekend. We had the AFR Cup, which we alluded to really at the top of the top of the um, podcast that the Chargers had a win. So we might as well start at the bottom and work our way up. Let's start with the uh, good news story. Sorry, Naomi, I, I'm really having to pump myself up here. Uh, the Chargers were up against the Convicts, and the Chargers got up 145.5 to the Convicts 144. So that means that... Oh, another win coming up. That means the Chargers are up against the Warriors. 
No, not not much. Not, not very much at all. Uh-huh. Normally we're different ends of the ladder. Bit of a banter going there maybe in the next uh, couple of weeks. Yeah, well, that'll be round six that's going on. Yeah, no, I'm sure there'll be uh, we'll have a Teams chat going. <laughs> um, the next one was the Dingoes up against the Marvels. The Marvels got up here 185 to 115.5. So that means the Marvels are going to be against the Dozers. Uh, Bit of a grudge match there. That's a lovely grudge match. Uh, Dave Matheson will... He will be loving that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next one was the Titans versus the Thylacines. Titans got up here, 132 to 122. So that means the Titans will be playing the Brawlers. Good luck, Todd. <laughs> yeah. And in the high-scoring game of the round um, in the AFR Cup, it was the Heroes up against the Coat Hangers. Um, 173.5 for the heroes to the coat hangers 152, which means the heroes will now play Natas. Now that's interesting because you know, but but for a loss in the AFR Cup last year, Natas could have done the triple crown and mm-hmm. uh, finally clocked the game, so to speak. But uh, and the heroes to be copying them already in the round of 16, I don't think Natas will be too happy about that because there's not many teams who can beat Natas. But I reckon the heroes might be, you know, in the, you know, count them on one hand, teams who could actually do it. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Because Natas will be due for a loss, but they'll probably take the loss in a cup versus the the loss in the league. Well, I don't know. That, that's a good question. Like, I don't know what what, what is, like, the, the opportunity to win all three titles, Champions League, Premiership, and AFR Cup, is that more, would that be more valuable to Cameron than the winning streak? Because I can tell you right now, the winning streak meant nothing to me um, back in the day. It was about the, the trophies. And, I mean, yes, the winning streak's impressive, but the winning streak was still only part of, um, you know, one... It's easy, it's easy to say that, yeah, I suppose I'd take 22 wins in a row. Well, it depends on where they, <laughs> they start and where they end. But, like, you know, yeah. you like it only got me one premiership. So, um, yeah. I oh, no, I guess I can't really say that because, obviously, it was part of the 2008 ship. And then oh, I, wasn't. I, went, I won the 2009 as well. But I guess it wasn't, um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, we don't know. Do we have Champions League next week? We do, don't we? But we, it's, nothing's changed since last week. Uh, probably, I don't know whether it's... I mean, there'll be some pretty pivotal games coming up. Yeah. But I don't know how much. Like, the Chargers obviously have to win this week over Natas. <laughs> but it was. <laughs> if actually knocked off Natas this week, that would be massive. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. Which is, we did have the weird situation of watching the Sons of God actually beat Natas, because it does it actually is possible. Uh, but you know, it did actually beat Natas, ruin Natas's chances at a perfect Champions League uh, campaign. Um, but as we alluded to the other time, I'm, I'm sure Cam is not necessarily upset about that because that means it's not going to be top and top. It could mean top and second. You know, I, I think the odds of the Sons of God just continuing to win, whereas Natas and Natas not catching up, I'm not thinking the likelihood of that is too high because let's be honest, Natas has to play Sons of God again. And if Natas, 
well, they will beat them <laughs> next time. And so unless Sons of God can win, every, even if they win every other game of Sons of God, which Natas will do, then on the points for Natas will still overtake them. So, um, yeah. Unless Stranger the, things have happened, mate. It might be worth Natas throwing a game here to the Chargers just to sort of uh, try and stay try and stay in second. <laughs> uh, I don't think you could try to throw one to me. I'm still going to get the lower score. Anyway, <laughs> we'll see what happens. But yeah, so we've got Champions League coming up this week. Standard doesn't start until after the group stage, so that's that's until round nine that kicks off. So we've got um we've just got the round coming up. So let's jump across and have a bit of a look at what we've got. Interesting. Yeah, st- hmm? Few undefeated teams in both leagues. So this is normally I always think that like, and I, I know you love this reality that like normally once round four is completed, yeah, you've got a pretty good idea of where your roster is at, and this is when you start. This is when the trades actually begin because. You can after three weeks, you can still be holding out hope that maybe somebody you thought was you drafted is going to come good. They're going to get the opportunity. Something's going to align, and it's going to happen. But after four weeks, if it hasn't happened, it's time to start shaking things up. So, yeah, well, I would just be. I've got five players on my roster. I know this isn't about it. Five players on the Chargers roster that still haven't played a game yet. So. That doesn't help me. And oh, Jacob Hopper's not gone. So, I mean, I've, yeah, I've still got quite a few players that haven't even played a game yet, so I don't know where they get where. And then if you've got Western Australian players like Tim Kelly or <laughs> you're like, well, what the hell? Anyway, but yes, you you are right. Once it gets to about round four and you start getting the, the averages start to sort of make a little bit more sense. Yeah, you can actually properly evaluate. And yep. I know that like the... Say, for example, the Mighty Adams have been looking at their tagger situation, which is just dreadful, and they've been trying to work out, do I need to do something? Because they've got a lot of forwards. At the moment, they're sitting on Max King, Bailey Fritch, but then they've got um, Peter Wright, who is just on fire. Well, he's gunning it, yeah. But, but, but you know, the Adams are going, what am I going to do with this player? Like, I can't, I'm not benching Fritch or King. Like, they're both, Yeah. they can go yeah. off any week and win you the match. So Peter Wright's kind of surplus at the moment. But is there a is there? It's a, a strange one because you expect him to do quite well, and he is doing well at, at Essendon right now. But I would have also expected him to do quite well at the Gold Coast when he was there. He's still pretty young. That's the reality. It's just taken him a bit. True. Of time. Yeah. So, true. But I mean, he's a genuine key forward. But you know, is there an actual tagger out there that's worth trading, trading a key forward? Mm. That yeah, you want to keep your key forwards as close as as yeah, but close like, to you. Chest. The Adams, well, it's hard, isn't it? Because if the Adams are just drifting along with no real tagger, can they wait till the mid-season draft? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, these are the evaluations that will everybody be coming to, I'm sure. Yep. All right. So, which, which? Oh. I want to see who's playing next week, Cable. Who's playing next week? All righty. Well, let's have a look at the Super League. We started with them first, so let's continue on with that that trend. First game is the Brawlers versus Nexus. Massive game here. <laughs> This is going to be exciting. Uh, I'm picking Brawlers. Picking Brawlers? I just Brawlers are on a mission. They're not Nexus will not get in their way. Okay. This is not Natas. This is Nexus. Brawlers. Yeah, Brawlers. Brawlers for me as well. Major Warriors versus Sons of God. You have to go with Sons of God, don't you? Yeah, well, Sons of God are two and one now, and you know, bar their Western Australians, okay, and um, 
and the major warriors they're starting to maybe show a pulse which is something but but the suns have got a rolling right now so they're cracking 150 with nine players so watch out <laughs> i don't think major warriors have gotten anywhere near 150 yet so nope <laughs> yeah so sons of god for both of us then the next one is the thylacines versus the ashy convicts convicts oh, Con- for me convicts have got to bank this one yeah like they're nah, nah, they're just they're not they're not in the like they have no forward line basically until until you hagen and jackson who are amazing young players until they start yeah, but they're they're a year or two away at least. So, so Thylacine's going to have to be patient. Yep. Next one. Ooh, big game. Coat hangers versus the Marvels. Um, I'm backing the Marvels. Here. Marvels. Like, yeah. Coat hangers are playing well, but the Marvels have got too much firepower. Like yeah. I think it's going to be tough for the coat hangers because I could see them again putting up a just like they did this week against the Sons of God. I could see them putting up actually a pretty decent score, but I think the Marvels Marvels should get them. Yep. Ooh, Adams versus the Farmtons. Could the Farmtons get a win here? I don't think they will, though. This, well, you feel like this is it for the Adams. Well, maybe it's maybe that's a bit rough. It's a bit early yet to maybe, but like if they they, they obviously showed so much form last year. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, it's just not happening for them this year. The Adams. So, if, and if they lose to the Farmtons, losing already to the Thylacines. Yeah, I think the Adams are it's looking grim. But if the yeah. Adams somehow pick themselves up, and even even if it's an ugly win this week, get an ugly win and get to two and two, then you know maybe they can start to right the ship. But because uh, I don't, unfortunately for the Farmtons, they're not playing badly, but I just don't I don't see them being a real threat. They don't seem to have the ceiling of some of the other teams, the Farmtons. So uh, I don't know. So I'll, I'll Owen, pick, Owen four. I'm picking the Adams, but um, yep. I, 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 could, I'm, I, I have my question marks about the Adams so far. Okay. All righty. Let's have a look at the original league. We have first game is the Chargers versus the Titans. Chargers. Oh, other than I think I, this week I tipped the Tass. I'm tipping Chargers. I'm back on the Chargers bandwagon. <laughs> I, I, the Titans beat me in the first week, and I thought, Okay, maybe it's gonna be the Titans' year. I, you know, that's okay. I don't mind losing the Titans, but then they've lost the last weeks and they haven't looked that great. Yeah, so like I feel like the Chargers, even though you're 0 three, you've you've shown a little bit more, and uh, and uh, unless the Titans show me something they haven't already, I think uh, Chargers will get them. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I hope so. I hope so. All right, next one, Dozers versus Dingoes. Oh, this could be an interesting low scoring a game. Let's let I mean the Dingoes cannot play any worse. I think the Dingoes will win this week. I know it's hard. I don't really like picking myself most of the time because I'm not I've got a lot of faith in my team at the moment, but I think the Dozers are pretty I mean they're they're pretty scorpion level and I I just can't I'm sure the Dingoes will play better this week. Petrarca will be better. Smith will be better. Moore and Howe will be better. Grundy, like they all will be better. It's just uh, so, and the Dingoes don't need to be much better to beat the, the Dozers. So, mm. Dingoes. Yeah, Dingoes for me as well. Uh, next one, Blue Flames versus the Wildcards. Two undefeated teams. Woo-hoo. Blue I Flames mean, for me. Ha- you have to pick the Blue Flames. <laughs> you I, too. 
It's it's like it's ridiculous. He can't come off two ten and go. No, you're not going to win the next week. Yeah, I reckon there might be a bit of a drop off this week, but what to one eighty? Well, I don't know. I I I dropped off. That's a thirty point drop off. <laughs> I dropped off almost seventy points week so you know but i think the blue flames could probably drop off 70 and maybe still pull it off even like the, the wild cards are good but um yeah it's i, I don't think I, I i think yeah i think geelong's down at geelong i think they'll be fine yeah yeah blue flames the bucks could get a win here bucks against the scorpions bucks Finally, like, well, and if well, if, if the Scorpions top score for the round this round, <laughs> <laughs> then I I don't know what what I feel like I should promise some ridiculous thing because you know that's where we're at with that. I, that then we'll then we'll really know that the Bucks are cursed. Yep. Nah, Bucks Bucks to get their first win. Yep. Um, and then we have the Heroes versus Natas as the last game. Which is the same as the AFR Cup, isn't it? In a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, this is a bit of a preview. Um, I'm going to go the Heroes this week. Oh! I don't know why. I just... I think I think the Heroes are a very good team. I think that's my reality. I think they are clearly top three. I know the wild cards are undefeated and the Heroes lost, but the Heroes lost to a, a very good Blue Flames effort. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like... There's probably less between Natas, the heroes, and the Blue Flames. I, mean, I, I keep talking about Natas, and I think the Blue Flames, they always start good, and then they fade down the stretch. So, um, I, But I think the heroes, they're not necessarily the fast starters. Um, I don't know. I, I, I could very, very easily be wrong. Very yeah. easily. I feel like this is one of the big games, um, and I think the heroes could get up here. Okay. I'm going to still stick with Natas. We'll see. We'll see. I hope you. I hope. I hope you're right. It'll make things interesting. It would. It would certainly um, throw a cat amongst the pigeons. I think the. I think the heroes. You know, how I just feel like sometimes, like when you've got three teams like this who are all quite good, it's yeah. Most of the time, they tend to cancel each other out. Like I reckon, Natas will beat Blue Flames. Heroes will beat Natas. Now the Blue Flames beat Heroes. So it's like you'll end up with this sort of even spread. Like it's. It's. Uh, that's. That's my feeling at the moment. But I don't yeah. know. That's just. Just me trying to listen to the universe. <laughs> I don't know what's the universe. The universe is saying to Unitas just just keeps winning. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. All right, we're done. Another one is done, buddy. Um, everyone, thank you very much. We, of course, will be back next week. Although, when's sorry next week? Yes, yeah. so next week is. No, I'm just trying to think. No, next week is oh, so. Next week, I'm, th- what's, I'm thinking. What's on next week? Next week is Grand Prix. Now, the following week is um, is Easter. So obviously, we're going to have a, a longer round than normal. And then the following week is also going to be a longer round than normal because there's Anzac Day on the Monday. So um, uh, everyone, just try and get your um, get your teams in and, and try and I keep because it's the rounds have been so spread over. I keep forgetting to look at the um, the updated teams i keep still keep thinking oh it's thursday i should have a look but i don't release them until later on so it's even worse this week the west coast freer game where they decided because of covid they weren't going to release any team until last. yeah <laughs> it's crazy absolutely crazy cool but yeah so um yeah we'll be back um next week everyone um 
have a fantastic week um, if you're going to the Grand Prix. Hopefully, I'll see you there. I'm there on Friday. So if you're there around, if you're at the Grand Prix on Friday, hit me up. Always up for a bit of a chat and, and good to see some people. So, um, But other than that, everyone, have a fantastic week. And, of course, we will be back this time next week. Thank you very much. Good luck, everybody. Awesome.